From Miami Law, I'm Aned Uges, and this is The Explainer. Florida's abortion ban, it's not imposing, it's not only imposing a religious view onto people who do not share it, but it's denying essential health care. Welcome to Season 9 of the Miami Law Explainer, the legal affairs podcast where Miami law experts lend context and historical relevance to today's headlines. Since the overturning of Roe v. Wade, the abortion debate is raging throughout the country and, not surprisingly, coming in hot in Florida. Constitutional scholar Caroline Mala Corbin checks all the angles. Let's go to executive producer Catherine Skip with the interview. Good morning, Caroline. Thanks for joining us. It's always a pleasure. Um, so Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and the legislature have been charging right, it seems, this whole session, hitting on all the super MAGA talking points, anti-woke, anti-gay, anti-voting rights, and of course, anti-abortion. Can you tell us about the Florida abortion law? Sure. So like many other states around the country, Florida has restricted access to abortion. So in Florida, the law prohibits any abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy unless the fetus will not survive or continuing the pregnancy will kill or very seriously harm the woman. Okay. Um, so who's challenging the, the Florida law and, and what are the claims? I know privacy and religion are, are two, I think. So let's dive into just the privacy bucket. Uh, the Florida Constitution covers abortion unlike many other states, right? Correct. So there are multiple lawsuits right now in Florida brought by various different plaintiffs. Um, one of the claims is that the Florida abortion ban violates women's right to privacy. So while the United States Constitution has no explicit right to privacy, the Florida Constitution does. Specifically, Article 1, Section 3 of the Florida Constitution says every natural person has the right to be let alone and free from governmental intrusion into the person's private life. And the Supreme Court of Florida has more than once held that abortion restrictions intrude on this right of privacy protected by the Florida, uh, by the Florida Constitution. I mean, after all, like what what's a greater intrusion into your private life than the government forcing you to be pregnant and become a parent? So right, the Florida right. Supreme Court has not only held that this right to privacy protects the right to abortion, but that it vigorously protects it. So under existing Florida constitutional law, uh, the 15-week ban is unconstitutional and it's not even a close case. Okay, and then there's also like religious, religious claims. Yes, so um, there are a couple of religion claims and they differ. So one claim is about how abortion bans violate the separation of church and state. And those are establishment clause claims. And one is about how abortion pans impede abilities, uh, impede people's ability to practice their religion. And those are free exercise claims. So there are two distinct 
religious rights at stake here. So how does how does abortion stop anyone from practicing their religion? So the question is, how do abortion bans violate people's right to religion? So at least two groups challenging these laws come from Jewish congregations. And according to Jewish tradition, a pregnancy is considered part of the woman until birth. So the embryo, the fetus, the zygote, it's not a fully realized person until it's born. So while Jewish law cherishes protectual life, um, it cherishes actual life even more. It prioritizes actual life. So the physical and mental well-being of the woman always takes precedent over an unborn fetus. Indeed, according to Jewish law, if the pregnancy threatens the woman, then it should be terminated. Thus, if you ban abortion, you may well prevent Jewish women from fulfilling their religious obligations. It, in other words, it prevents Jewish people from living their own religious truth. So that's how an abortion ban can be a violation of their religious liberty. Got it. On the church and state side, so didn't the U.S. Supreme Court reject the church-state argument already? Okay, so um, the separation of church and state is implicated because abortion bans embody the idea that conception marks the beginning of life, and conception is when ensoulment uh, starts, right? that That's a religious belief. So abortion bans are based on a religious view. So in other words, abortion bans basically codify one theological position on one life begins into law. And that's something that's supposed to be barred by the Establishment Clause. Right? In other words, under the idea that church and state should be separate, our laws should be based primarily on secular justifications. Uh, and in fact, that used to be a requirement of the Constitution. Abortion bans, on the other hand, are based primarily on religious beliefs. And basing laws on one religious tradition is basically sort of the defining characteristic of a theocracy. And that violates our Constitution. Um, but as you pointed out, right, this is not the first time that abortion regulations have been challenged as violating separation of church by codifying one religious viewpoint. And the Supreme Court has actually rejected this claim that opposition to abortion was religiously based. So they basically said, it's true that restrictions on abortion coincide with the religious tenets of certain conservative Christian, but that doesn't make it religious. So that's their argument. So the analogy they drew was just as Jado Christianity may be a religiously opposed to stealing, it doesn't make a ban on stealing a religious law. Of course, that's not really all that persuasive because you can think of lots of secular reasons why you don't want people stealing, but ultimately the reason why you wouldn't want someone to end a pregnancy is because of the religious belief that life begins at conception. So what's your gut telling you? How's this going to play out in Florida? 
(laughs) So there's like how it should play out and how it will play out, right? So the right to privacy claim should be a slam dunk. And at least one lower court in Florida has held that Florida's abortion ban violates the Florida constitution. How it will play out is different because the case will ultimately be appealed to the Florida Supreme Court. And just as the US Supreme Court has taken a very sharp turn to the right, so has the Florida Supreme Court. So although it's really difficult to imagine a principled basis for overruling the existing law on the scope of the right to privacy, it may be that the conservative Florida Supreme Court overrules it and changes the law. So that's the right to privacy. Um, The religious liberty one should have a chance at success. So here, generally, uh, there's sort of constitutional claims and statutory claims. The statutory claims are the ones that are easier for a religious um, plaintiff to win. And there, they have to show that a law imposes a real burden on their ability to practice a sincere religious belief. Um, And if they show that, they're entitled to a religious exemption from a law unless the government offers a really compelling reason for their law and also shows that there was no other way to accomplish that goal other than the law at stake. So I don't think anyone can really question that the Jewish view, the Jewish beliefs here are both sincere and religious. Um, Moreover, given how deferential the courts have been interpreting what amounts to a substantial burden on religious practice, the Jewish plaintiffs, again, should be able to readily satisfy this requirement. Abortion bans, after all, right, can violate Jewish law. So um, the question really would be, can the government offer a compelling justification for its law? Right. So again, the Jewish plaintiffs shouldn't have a trouble establishing what they need to establish, which is that abortion bans impose a major burden on their ability to practice their faith. The government will say, even if that's true, our compelling, we have a really compelling government interest, and that's saving lives. Right. Of course, when they say saving lives, saving the life of a born, They're assuming that life begins at conception, so it collapses back into this religious viewpoint. And so a compelling justification based on a religious viewpoint should not actually satisfy the requirement that the government offers a really compelling interest for its law. Um, So the government shouldn't be able to make its showing, but if the court ignores separation of church and state as it may well do, given how the protections have really been eviscerated recently, they might accept it and hold, sorry, but Florida meets its burden. So it burdens your right, but Florida has met what it needs to meet in order to um, prevail. And as for the Establishment Clause claim, that's the one that's least likely to prevail. Not only, I mean, because of the Supreme Court precedent. On the other hand, there are certain factors that 
distinguish this case from the earlier case, such as the fact that DeSantis has been explicitly appealing to religious constituents. And it was signed at a, I think it was signed in front of an evangelical church. So, you know, there's arguments to make, to be made that this really is about religion. Um, but I think that's the one that's the, the, the weakest. Um, so ultimately it should be a really easy decision based on right to privacy. It should be a very possible argument based on religious liberty. Um, but the Florida Supreme court has the ultimate power in deciding uh, certainly the Florida constitutional claim and the first crack at the religion claims. And I, you know, if it goes up to the Supreme court, they don't like abortion. So in the meantime, though, the Florida Supreme Court says the law stands. They're going to let it ride until the court decisions, correct or not? The F Supreme Court of Florida has the final say on interpreting the Florida Constitution. But if the claims are based on the U.S. Constitution, that could go up to the Supreme Court of the United States. Oh, sorry. So in the meantime, the 15, the 15 week applies because the Florida Supreme Court declined to uh, render an injunction or, or no? Like, what is the law in Florida now? Is it the new law or are we? So what happened now? So a, a court has held the law was unconstitutional under Florida's right to privacy, but because the state appealed it, I think it immediately goes back into effect until the next round of decisions. Got it, got it. Um, anything in closer? Um, well, I probably have another podcast worth of things to say about abortion bans in general, but I'll close with this point which is that abortion is health care and it's health care that millions need and health care that is necessary for women's equality and autonomy. And Florida's abortion ban, it's not imposing, it's not only imposing a religious view onto people who do not share it, but it's denying essential health care. Got it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Sure. Thanks for joining us for this season of The Explainer. If you enjoy our show, leave us a five-star review with your podcast provider and ask your friends to subscribe. You can always drop us a comment at explainer at miami.edu. Our show is engineered and edited by Christopher Alzadi with theme music composed by Rady Kim from the Frost School of Music. I'm your host, Annette Uguez. Today's episode is brought to you by Miami Law's White and Case International Arbitration LLM program. The program and its preeminent faculty open doors to the world of international arbitration. For more information, visit miami.law.edu.